0: Leave me alone. It's not a good sign when our children make this demand. Leave me alone. It indicates something's amiss. They're angry, sick, tired, or probably up to mischief. We adults communicate this message, too, with our eyes and subtle cues, most clearly by avoidance. Stay away. These gestures indicate we want to, above all, be left alone. That's Adam, after his disobedience. Rather than delighting in the presence of his creator, he was terrified. He felt his failure, guilt, and sin, and desired, above all else, to avoid God. That's what's so sad about us when we're sick and unwell. By our fallen nature, we opt to suffer silently. We avoid asking for help. But the good Lord refused to leave Adam in the bushes. Where are you? What have you done? What is wrong? He asks. He gave Adam a chance to speak. And the man's words reveal that his heart is filled with resentment and blame. It's this woman, he said, blame, and you gave her to me. Resentment. Blaming others, harboring resentment, these are very common ways of dealing with the problem of guilt. But it's ineffective. Doesn't fix the problem. Doesn't bring healing to the soul. Time and again, through the faithful words of the prophets, God has sought out His people, desiring to reconcile them to Himself. His greatest desire has been to be present in communion with His beloved people, His creation. So in His time, He sent His Son to be incarnate, to bring the fullness of God's presence back into the creation. Jesus Christ came to heal all things, restore all things, to save you. Immediately, he was opposed. First by the demons. Leave us alone, Jesus. We know who you are. Then it was the scribes and the Pharisees. Leave us alone, Jesus. You have no respect for our traditions. Finally, It was the crowds. Leave us alone, Jesus. We have no king but Caesar. Even though he was the son of God, even though he could call down 12 legions of angelic warriors, he bowed his head and he accepted their appeal. He left them alone. But it was not them who were alone. He was. He went alone to the cross, and He alone carried their sin. He was alone with the burden of their guilt, alone with the reality of their failure. Jesus Christ was left alone by God and by men, utterly abandoned. He died on the cross and was buried. One of the challenging aspects of our gospel text comes in the bit where Jesus discusses blasphemies against the Holy Spirit. Mark 3.29 Let's hear these words again. Truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus says, all sins will be forgiven the children of man, and whatever blasphemies they utter... But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. That's the key. They, the scribes, were saying that Jesus had an unclean spirit. They were teaching others to reject Jesus. They were suggesting he was an agent of Satan, They were calling him evil. They were rejecting him as the Savior. But in truth, he was the Savior. He was not evil, but he was holy and righteous and pure. The blasphemies against the Holy Spirit committed by the scribes were different than those of Jesus' family. Also mentioned in our text... They, like Peter later, were trying to hinder Jesus. They were confused by Jesus' teaching, and they said, he's out of his mind. This is what Jesus had in mind when he said, all sins will be forgiven and all blasphemies. There's a definite difference between calling Jesus and Christianity evil on the one hand, And on the other hand, struggling with Jesus and his word. Which of us doesn't struggle with Jesus' teaching, the meaning of his words? Which of us doesn't struggle with doubts? Here's the good news. In the resurrection, in the book of Acts, we see clearly that Jesus' family, his mother and his brothers, came to faith. They once were confused. They once did not understand. They once believed that Jesus was out of his mind. But they came to understand that they were out of their mind. But they had been given by the resurrected Savior, the spirit of repentance. And through the Holy Spirit, they had been put in the right mind. They received the mind of Christ. So, today, let us pray for a spirit of repentance. Let us pray for the Holy Spirit through whom we have the forgiveness of sins. Through His forgiveness, we are set free from fear and from isolation. Life in the Spirit is the end to human resentment. There's no need for blame since we in Christ have entered God's merciful presence. So we rise up from our hiding, like Adam, and we rise as new Christians, as redeemed men and women, to prayer. Rise to arms in prayer, as the hymn sings. And we prayerfully follow our Emmanuel, who has never abandoned or forsaken us. He daily and continually guides us by his word, And today he guides us out into the world to seek the lost and the isolated, to find the fearful, to witness to the resentful, to comfort the burdened with the good news, with the word of grace, with forgiveness, with the Holy Spirit. We believe and so we speak, Paul says to the Corinthians. He who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. It's all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.